Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. March 24th, 2022, a day that will live. Where were you? A day that will live in infamy <laughs> in American history. I feel like Walter, Walter Cronkite reporting JFK assassination right now that uh, the Duke Blue Devils, Tate, march on. Yeah. Not only do the Duke Blue Devils march on against a Texas Tech team that I don't want to say had them on the ropes. I don't want to oversell it here, but Texas Tech uh, was was up 68-66. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of time Not left. 69-66. Right. Though. That was the problem. Um, but but Duke, uh, you know, Duke does not miss down the stretch. Duke wins the ball game. That in and of itself. You say down the stretch as if it's like the last three minutes of the game. They did not miss the last eight minutes of regulation. Well, I've never seen something like that. That's a statistical anomaly unless you're dealing with Coach K's final season. And as if that wasn't bad enough, <laughs> on top of that, the two best teams, quote unquote, remaining in, yeah. the, in, in the, the tournament, in the country, yeah, yeah. in the tournament remaining, no matter whatever. Whatever you, you know, however you felt this season had gone, more than likely you believe that Gonzaga or Arizona were the best, one of the best teams yeah. in the country. That was probably who you felt. And if you didn't think it was one of those teams, you might say, hey, it's Kentucky. Oh, wait. Uh, and then if it wasn't Kentucky, you might be like, man, it's definitely Auburn. Oh, wait. Where are they, Mark Titus? And where are they going? They're setting up perfectly for Coach K. On the same night the Duke wins, Gonzaga and Arizona go down. Yeah. Uh, it is, you, it's bad vibes in, in your world, Tate. It's bad vibes. Uh, it, you know, for anyone, I mean, look, there's a lot of ABD fans out there, you know, that are like anybody but Duke. And uh, shout out to them. Um, I think tonight was something that we expected um, as people that are trying to stop Coach K on this you know, the Blues Brothers were sent on a mission from God. This is a mes- uh, mission from hell. And uh, Satan himself is back on earth. <laughs> and he is walking and moving and striding and on his way to the Final Four. And he's one game away, which honestly, at this point, we talked about can Coach K pat himself on the back? I think the Elite Eight is pretty damn close I feel to like patting tonight, himself on the back. I feel like tonight, okay, so let's uh, let's work through some hypotheticals here. How Ooh. can we salvage this as Duke haters? How can... Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we can. That's that's the that's what's that's important. the scary part. Yeah, because I think tonight going up against Texas Tech, a team. <laughs> how many kicks? <laughs> how many kicks can one man have? It was kicking and screaming with Coach K. <laughs> Recast the movie. Going up against a Texas Tech team that was favored, I believe. Yes, I, it, 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 it became a pick 'em. It became a pick 'em, but opened up. Um, the number one defense in the country, as you said, Duke could not miss. Uh, all the questions about Duke. Heading into this tournament, point guard play, uh, cohesiveness, uh, 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 going up against the team in Texas Tech that was going to make them think for the first time maybe all season. Duke was, yeah, Duke could not win this game on athleticism alone, on individual talent alone. They were going to have to think their way to victory, Tate. Which uh, for a team full of freshmen that have have never had to at any level really like break the game. No, but they've grown up. They they have grown up. That's what I'm saying is that coming into this tournament, you were like, this is the path. This is how you beat Duke. All we need is a team like this. Texas Tech was that team. Mm. Texas Tech was the game we circled. 
Texas Tech was our, for a lot of people, our best hope. And if not Texas Tech, at least Gonzaga was waiting in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Gonzaga is no net. longer waiting yes. in the Elite Eight. There is no safety net. You don't believe in Arkansas? I believe in Arkansas. I'm just saying Arkansas. It's five on eight. Good luck. I mean, it's actually <laughs> five on nine because Coach K is also involved in the process. So, I mean. What about this? Okay. Yeah, please. So, I'm going to, I'm going to. You're a little, I don't want to say emotional, but like you're, you're, you're more in this. I, 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 I'm, I'm not emotional. This is as expected. I, just, I didn't say I emotional. Believe. I didn't say emotional. I, I said, I didn't want to say emotional. I didn't say you were being emotional. I, I literally believe. said, I don't want to say emotional. So I don't I know where the emotion, who, who, who said emotional? I can't who said believe that? it. I just um, believe it. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sift through the bad and, and give you a silver lining in all this tape yeah. of Arkansas playing Duke and not Gonzaga. First of all, the first time they met Duke beat Gonzaga. Uh, and and they beat him kind of convincingly. So I some people believe believe that a rematch would have favored Gonzaga. I I, I don't know why we can believe that. Why why yeah, why assume I, I that? I think that uh, after what I saw tonight, it honestly I, I'm I, right. I feel as bad about Gonzaga. Gonzaga being, just wasn't you know Gonzaga's not guard, Gonzaga from last year. Right, which I think a right. lot of people expected to be right. So we now have Arkansas, and there there's there's a two pronged approach here that makes this beautiful. The last time Arkansas, and the only time Arkansas has ever won a national title, was in 1994. Do you know who they beat in the national championship game? Say it louder for the people in the back. The Duke Blue Devils. Uh, where did, and where did they do it? They played in Charlotte, Tate. Oh, they played in Charlotte, North my, Carolina. Don't you dare tell those Duke fans that, because they, they don't know that fact. <laughs> um, so there's that. There's there's that symmetry of, like, our, yeah. the, the last time Arkansas was in back-to-back like Elite that. Eights was 94-95. Grant that Hill's era. last game. Yes. Okay. Grant, Grant Hill was going to be on the call yes. in this game. Paolo, so like that. Grant Hill. Okay. But this right. is going to make you even more excited. All right. Is there a player in college basketball, maybe ever, and Brad Davison is certainly the guy that everyone talks about, but, like, if, mm-hmm. if you've been paying attention to Arkansas and if you watch this game tonight, I pff, he might be worse than Brad. Is there a player that knocking out Coach K, ending Coach K's career, would be more poetic than Jalen Williams? Taking like seven charges. Seven, seven charges. And six of them are horseshit, and yeah. the last one is like 50-50, but they still gave it to him. Is that not the greatest script you've ever heard, that Coach K is now are losing his mind because his players who are far more talented are losing because a guy is flopping all over the floor and he cannot take it and he's arguing with the refs. Is that not like a great way for this to end? It would be poetic. And also, Jalen Williams, as we were watching the game, I said to you, Jalen Williams would be such a great Duke player and uh, he would thrive at Duke. And there's also another guy on Arkansas, Aldi's Tony, who came from Pittsburgh playing with Coach Capel mm-hmm. in the Duke, you know, extended family a little bit. So the, maybe the Duke cinematic fil- universe. Yeah, there's some familiarity between, you know, the, the Duke people and the actual Arkansas players that have Duke ties. So I like what you're saying, and I like where your head's at. And also, it does feel like Duke celebrated the Final Four tonight a little bit. You know what I mean? It feels like they got ahead of themselves. But that's the same thing they did in the second round. So I, so it's worked before. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's talk about the, the game itself. Duke, uh, Texas Tech, uh, which felt like, I don't know if it got there. It didn't go to overtime. We've seen a lot of overtime games in the tournament. So I don't want to say it was the game of the tournament. But I think given the stakes, I think given the fact that everyone circled the game as this is it for Coach K. Yeah. Uh, we, we, how, how many group chats, be honest, how many group chats were you on today mm. texting friends and family saying, we made it, this is it, this is going to be the last day? Well, I think that was... Because I was on like five. Yeah, I, I know. I was on five and I'm not even a Carolina guy. That's why I think, we, I think we all jinxed it. You know what I mean? And it's on us. It's time to tap our chests and say... Stop saying we, we got to be superstitious about this. We're dealing with 
like something, some force that we have never reckoned with before. There's a disturbance in the force. There's something so powerful we don't even know what it is. And it's this man. It's this this enigma, Coach K, who's like kicking and screaming and smiling and hugging and crying and la- trying to cry. Can't really cry, but he's trying to cry. And all signs are, are moving positive in that direction. And I'm just hoping that someone like Musselman, who is, you know, a kind of guy that's going to wear all Bay Area hats when he flies to the Bay. You know what I mean? I'm hoping that, like, that good-natured energy, mm-hmm. it's just too good. You know what I mean? Like, the evil can't handle the goodness. You know what I mean? This is like when you throw water on the Wicked Witch of the West. Let's hope we can dump some water on him and see what happens. To your point about jinxing it, I'm worried because now everyone is 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 going to turn to Arkansas and say, Arkansas, please, you have to say yeah, yes. You that, to. That's the problem. But that's not that's not how Arkansas wins. Arkansas no. wins by everyone doubting everyone them. Picking Which, against them. Camera right here. Yes. <laughs> Arkansas has zero chance in this game. And honestly, if I were Arkansas, I wouldn't even show up to the game. You're not going to win this game. There's no way that you beat Coach K in, your, in his last game here in the Elite Eight. Everyone knows that Duke's going to the Final Four. In fact, Coach Musselman, if I were you, I would just go home. Now clip that out. Send that to Eric Musselman. <laughs> put it up on the bulletin board, and let's win this game. That's how you beat him. That's pretty good. That's how you beat him. No, it really. I mean, if there's one coach that loves bulletin board material, I, college basketball, it's Eric Musselman. No, I, I think that might actually work. Please, please clip work. that. Uh, who who was the MVP for Duke? All of Jeremy them? Jeremy Roach. You say everybody. The no, whole team? Jeremy Roach. The different. Everyone's like Mickey Shashevsky. Was it Mickey? <laughs> Mickey might be the MVP. I think Let's with Sav- on Savarino on the bench, I think is the MVP with his clapping and cheering. But Jeremy Roach is the difference. Jeremy Roach is the one that everyone's trying to figure out how Duke got so much better after the Carolina game. It's because Jeremy Roach has been given the keys again. They took the car away from him. They've given him the car back, and they're saying, this is your world. You run the game. You make big shots. And look, there's not a lot of Duke players that play at Duke anymore, as we know. Jeremy Roach is Duke. Jeremy Roach is a Duke basketball player through and through. He knows what it Explain means that. to wear. Explain that. He knows what to do to get the the every single moment in a basketball game. There's there's a way that you could get an advantage, right? And there's a lot of people that have respect for the game that wouldn't take that advantage. And Jeremy Roach is going to take it every single time. All right. And that's what a Duke player does, a la Jalen Williams. I will take seven charges, even though. Uh, Factually, that there should not be seven charges called Taylor probably Williams in a game. Taken, I, what was, I, was it 52? Did he get another one after that? 53? I think it's 53, yeah. He's up to year. 53 now? Yes. <laughs> Coach K is so jealous. He's like, uh, who is this guy? How did I not know about him? And I think uh, you're right. I think there's a chance that Jalen Williams beats them at their I own take game. charges. Yeah. At their uh, own the, game. Uh, Duke is down one. The ball is in Paolo Bencaro's hands. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's 15 seconds left. He drives to the basket. Yeah. He thinks he gets an and one. He's he's going like this. He's flexing. flexing. He's, he's shooting sitting. a bow and arrow. Yeah. And meanwhile, the ref is. <laughs> we're going the other way. You think it? There's no way. Jalen Williams takes the charge, and, and Mike Shashevsky. Yeah. I don't know what he does. <laughs> what does he do? <laughs> what does he do? I don't know. Speaking of which, uh, we, we were talking about that watching the. Uh, uh, we can talk about the Duke game more. I don't want to. I don't want to jump around too much. I want to have some sort of uh, cohesive discussion here. But it got, it got me excited talking about uh, uh, the, Arizona, the the Arizona Arkansas Gonzaga game. Which credit to congrats to Arkansas. Uh, I I want to make sure we we lead with that. We don't lead with the refs. Um, yeah. Arkansas kicking Zaga's ass. Arkansas deserved this game. If if competent refs were refing this game. Arkansas still wins. Uh, Andrew Nimhard was terrible for Gonzaga. Terrible. Arkansas's pressure rattled him. 
Uh, JD Note was literally thought he was Kimba Walker the entire game, and we love that on this program. So tip of the cap to him for that. <laughs> tip JD, of the cap. Twenty nine times. Talk about someone being able to just never waver in their confidence of their shot. JD Note, I I really wish we could do like one exhibition game in this tournament. Uh, like like we could do the Duke game where it's like an it's like an experiment where uh the game doesn't actually count, but the only person that doesn't know that is JD Note. Yeah, and we see how many absurd shots he could take before Eric Musselman tells him like, all right, uh, maybe, maybe calm down. Never. <laughs> like what, what would it take a JD note like throwing hook shots from half court? If someone told me to explain what happened in this game, I would say that there were two players that won the game, Williams and Wade, right. For Arkansas, yeah. they were like winning the game. And then JD note was like, the decoy. He was like distracting Gonzaga by with all of his shots. By shooting, like, by shooting just, a lot. They're just getting uh, overwhelmed by his amount of shots while the other two guys won the game. So uh, I, I wanted to start with that. Thank, congrats. Thank you. I don't know why I said thank you. Uh, congrats <laughs> to Arkansas. Uh, you, you deserve the win. So whatever I say about the refs is not me should, try, trying to make some case that, yeah. that Arkansas was... No, was you won project. the game fair and square. Having said that, the refs were terrible. And uh, as we were watching the Gonzaga game... We were doing the thought experiment of what if, what if this what if, was Paolo? What, what if this was Paolo? Yeah, you and take Coach Chet K. and you do what Chet does. And you say, but what if this was Paolo? And this is how Coach K's career ended: was Paolo fouling out on some of those fouls that were called on Chet. What would Coach K do? And oh my God, what a fun thought experiment that was! Yeah, there's literally zero chance it could ever happen. But also, if it did happen, the letters that would be sent to Mark Emmert and uh, yeah, the 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 official request that would be put in, it would be absurd. It would be a lot of red tape, but it would be. As expected. Um, Arkansas did, as I said, they, uh, they they completely controlled this game. And I, I guess for a lot of people, before the Duke-Texas Tech game happened uh, and, and it became, that was a ton of fun. And that's probably the, the game that is going to lead every college basketball show. That's the one they're going to yeah. talk about most. But obviously before that happened, Gonzaga going down, the number one overall seed in this tournament losing. Um, the discussion then turns to Mark Few and his program and how big a choke artist are they. and you're shaking your head. They're not choke artists. Anymore. Yeah, I'm shaking my you head. You think the program that goes to the Sweet 16 every year has made yeah. a couple national title games. I I, I, show, I showed you one. Someone put out a tweet like his last five tournaments, and it's like the worst finish is you know the Sweet losing in the Sweet 16, and that's pretty impressive. Like the list was pretty impressive, and that the takeaway with Mark Few is that this guy is very very impressive. Obviously, we know what the ultimate you know measuring stick is with him. He's got to win a national championship, but there's no world in which that you can take this moment in time and then jump to he's a fraud. And that seems to be like what the jump <laughs> is. It's like, okay, well, okay Mark Few uh, almost won a national championship by going undefeated last year, but loses in the last game. The next year, he's number one and the number one overall seed in the tournament. And then he loses to a very good Arkansas team. Well, that Arkansas fans have said should win the national title or should be in contention. Yet he loses to them. And now he jumps immediately to frauds. It's crazy. It's crazy. The the funny part to me of uh, hating our Mark Few, and we could certainly talk about this specific team and what went wrong for Gonzaga tonight. But uh, <sighs> the 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 idea that Mark Few can't win the big one, I I saw that thought being thrown out there that, that Mark Few simply cannot win the big one, and I thought to myself, is beating a four seed in the Sweet Sixteen considered the big, the big one? one? Because yeah. he can do that. Yeah, he I've can. Seen, <laughs> He's done it every I've time, right? Play. He had never lost in the Sweet Sixteen right until yeah. this time. So it's like. 
This is, you can win the big one unless the big one's a national title, which case you can't, and that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. You can that's say that, but, like, but don't knock the fact that the guy could get to the national title game. That's a different <laughs> conversation because we have different people that— That's exactly, exactly. LeBron James making more NBA finals than Michael Jordan is proof that Michael Jordan that he's no. better than Michael Jordan. Is that what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that LeBron James has moved the bar down to you just have to make it and be content to lose which is the world we live in now, which I'm fine with because, look, everybody needs some wins in life. Uh, this Gonzaga team, th is this a choke to you? Is this? No. I'm, not, not, I'm not talking about the program. I'm not saying the program is fraudulent. I'm not saying that uh, they are choke artists as a program. I'm saying this specific team is a team that uh, uh, throughout the season, we would we would do the the um, the list of teams that have to win a national title. It's national title. They were number one. Literally every single time we did it, Gonzaga was on the list. That uh, From our perspective, Nothing short of a national championship should be considered a success for this team. They fell very short in terms of the rounds at play here. Now, Arkansas could go on to win the national championship. We look back on this and we're like, not that bad. Yeah, they got ran the into the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, for now, you lose in the Sweet 16. You're a team that, that we have pegged as its national title or bust. And you're saying this isn't a choke job or this isn't. Where, how, how do you frame this season for Gonzaga for the yeah. number one overall seed in this tournament? I would say if I'm Gonzaga, I mean, the Drew Timmy era and experience is kind of one, like, you know, amoeba a little bit of just like a, a warp time of what it is. Like, this is what Gonzaga was while he's here. And I hate that, you know, there's a sour taste that he leaves in the Sweet 16. But regardless, like, I think that you almost just try to strip away what was last year in this amazing run, and you just try to put it singularly on this year. This year, this team was not even close to that. In fact, I think they overachieved to be the number one overall seed a little bit. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, put it into context that you didn't expect to, to go on the run that maybe you expected to do last year. You lose Kispert. You lose Suggs. Those are two very pivotal pieces of part of that team. You're a worse team than you were last year. We've talked about that multiple times on the show. They could have lost the last year's team by 20 points if they played on a neutral site. So I think, like, the context of it all, if you're Gonzaga, if you frame it like that where you're like, in this one season, coming off this season, we could have had a really big drop-off. I mean, think about what you could have expected losing in that title game and all of the ramifications of that. And, you know, I mean, yes, yeah, you lose yeah. Tommy Lloyd, yet, but, like, you kind of kept things together. You get Chet. You lose your one top overall. assistant. You lose basically uh, but, your 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 whole backcourt. Not re I mean Andrew Nimhard's back, but like you know. But like yeah. the real version. Yeah, the of real, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and and you were able to to endure, and you were able to to stay at your top spot. And yes, you got knocked off in the Sweet Sixteen, but so does Kansas. So does Carolina. So does Duke. So do, I mean, so does Kentucky. So does. All of these other blue bloods, and I think if you're Gonzaga, you almost have to frame it like that. Don't don't take the little brother mindset of this. Take the mindset of like we expect to be here, we belong here, we will be back. Yeah, I listen. It's a disappointment, no matter how you slice it. Uh, yeah. for the, they 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 are 100 percent disappointed. You 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 said what I was thinking, and that this team is not. I, I I don't think it's particularly close this team in last year's team and I, I would have felt that way even if this team went to the national title and lost like yeah. last year's team was a juggernaut they were maybe the best offense uh, in a lot maybe, of years they would have like in 2014 last year's Gonzaga team wins a national title no doubt yes. no offense to that UK yes. team but like there's yes. years where you know you could plug them in this team this year never really felt special uh, yeah. in, in the sense of, like, I I will remember this team forever. Or, you know, maybe I'll remember Chet, the one year that Chet Holmgren played in college basketball. But, like, this Gonzaga team was not... Last year's was special. It was obviously, yeah. obviously went undefeated. It wasn't just the, the conference play. Uh, the Their non-conference run that they went on was insane. That they were just destroying everybody. Yeah. 
Um, we remember the pass from Jalen Suggs. So in that regard, I'm with you. Uh, this team dropped off. They weren't as good. But th- this is still a disappointment. I, I don't think it's a choke either. I, I, I guess I'll agree with you there. I think uh, the reason I don't think it's a choke is because uh, th- this is losing to Arkansas in the Sweet 16 is not a choke job is because I don't think in five years people are going to remember who Gonzaga lost to. There you the go. The Sweet 16. That's a great way. Like, I think, I think this is just going to be another bullet point. Like, in five years, Mark Few hasn't won a national title still. Yeah. We're just going to get, like, the list of, like, here's the rundown. Elite Eight this year. Sweet <laughs> yeah, Final this year. Four. Final, final Four. four final eight. Four. Elite Eight. Sweet 16. <laughs> But no one's, uh, you know, like Wichita State to me in 2013 when they lost to Wichita State, that was a choke. Yeah. They choked. That was that was a choke job. I think uh, everyone remembers Morrison versus UCLA, even though UCLA was uh, the two seed and Gonzaga was the They were seed. up, what, seven? They were up. Yeah. The way they lost, oh, that, that felt choking. That still hurts my heart, honestly. I don't think this is a choke job. I think this is, and, and part of that might just be Arkansas kicked their ass and it just yeah. wasn't, you know, at no point in time or, or did you think, um, you know, Gonzaga was the better team. I thought, weirdly enough, I thought in the first half, like it, it was the kind of game that Gonzaga might like. Like it was, yeah. Arkansas is a team that likes to run, but usually Gonzaga, when they play a team that likes to run, Gonzaga's like, that's great that you like to run. We like to run. We like to run and yeah. we're better at it. Yeah, you're going to get um, tired. So it it, it kind of had the makings of a, a, a game where it would work in Gonzaga's favor, but Arkansas's guards swallowed Gonzaga's guards alive. Uh, Chet Holmgren, I, I don't know what he did to these officials to, yeah. to make them hate him so much. But I was, I was the last one, that, the, the one that Chet fouled out on, I was, we probably have the clip. I mean, I was sitting right here. I had cameras on me. I, I, I lost my mind at that one. I absolutely lost my mind uh, for that guy to go out. That This is why this is the kind of game though. This is why there's the, the culture war between the NBA and college basketball take. Cause if you're an NBA fan and you're watching this to see Chet Holmgren, who might be the number one pick in the NBA draft, you're like, all right, let me see what this kid's about. And you see college basketball refs making these calls. And, and this kid's biggest game of his life, he gets put on the bench, plays 23 minutes, fouls out, still has 14 rebounds and 11 points. Um, I'd be irate if I was an NBA fan just tuning in for yeah. to get the Chet Holmgren experience. And you, you, he plays 23 minutes and fouls out on some BF. And to play devil's advocate for Gonzaga fans a little bit, I mean, the score was 22-17. to 17. Chet gets his second foul. He comes out of the game. They sit him down. And then Arkansas makes a push. You know what I mean? So it's like... Chet being in foul trouble was not only annoying as a, like you said, a casual fan who wants to watch the potential number one pick. It also was obviously affecting an impact in the game. And when they asked Mark Few after the game about it, I think that kind of said to me why I don't believe it's a choke job. Mark Few said, look, we got the shots that we wanted to get. You just have to make shots. We, we did not make the shots that we, we, have to that we expected to make. We've been playing Arkansas, the same way all year. Arkansas, if you're listening, to beat Duke, make you have to make shots. JD, if you're listening. Say it the other way, though. JD Note. JD Note will never drop 30 points on Duke. That's a fact. Quick break to get a word from our sponsors. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the college hoops action with DraftKings pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 
$1,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TATE. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TATE this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like Cashback Match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. The chaos of the big tournament can be unpredictable, to say the least. And even the best players take a moment to cool off on the bench. When you need to take a breather... Take a seat with refreshing Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. I'll tell you this. During this tournament, myself, Mark Titus, we have had a case of Coors Light right next to us, like our best friend, as we watch and we chill and we enjoy these beautiful, beautiful games in March. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. I've seen those blue mountains too many times to tell you. That way, you always know it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. When you need a strategic timeout from the madness, reach for a Coors Light. That's what myself and Titus have been doing this entire month. It's the beer that's made to chill, so you can refresh the spirit and jump back into the excitement. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash T ampersand T. Again, that is CoorsLight.com T and T. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Back to Titus and Tate. Can we, uh, the, the rest in general, the, the Jalen Williams charges are, are egregious. It's getting out of control. Yeah. How, do we, how, do, how do we tell Arkansas fans? I, yeah. This is like, it's not an indictment it's on you thing. or your pro. Like, I, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard because you want to. You, you got to blame Brad for this because Brad. Remember when Brad took seven charges against NC State yeah. and it was like a Sports Center highlight package as if he was Trey Young. I think that was the moment that I think Jalen Williams was at home watching Sports like, Center. And he was like, "I can do that. I can fall down." I don't understand. On time. It. I really, truly don't understand. You're, it. you're, you were the, you were the forefront voice. You were the Dude, one who came out and said, "Stop charges." Check charges. the uh, Google that shit. Twenty sixteen. Google. <laughs> I, uh, I wrote what are you, article. Coach K? <laughs> Google, Google me. <laughs> Google me. Uh, yeah, I wrote the, uh, the the Chargers Have to Go yeah. article for the ringer.com in 2016. I was ahead of my time, Tate. I was a, I was a pioneer. I was an anti-charge pioneer. Yeah. It's, it, it, it truly is the worst. It, it, like, you watch Jalen Williams operate, and every Arkansas fan knows, you, every single one of you watching knows, that if this was any other team, you would be losing your mind. And I, as long as you acknowledge that, I'm okay with it, I guess. But it is, it, 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 it you have to understand, it is painful to watch. It, it is actually painful to watch this man. Um, I, I saw some some college basketball. Uh, Chad even tried to take a charge because he was so jealous. Yeah, Chet was yeah, like, exactly. He was like, "This Wait, guy's getting dude, all the calls. I'll dude, try." That's the the irony <laughs> of it is that if Chet on some of those fouls, if Chet would have just grabbed his nuts and fallen over, he would have got the call. And instead, he made the mistake of jumping straight up with his arms up straight up in the air and getting like blasted in the chest, yeah. and uh, he didn't fall down. And that was that was his mistake, and he got called for foul. Um, 
I uh yeah I don't I don't know the the, the charges are it's it's I I saw some college basketball reporter types say that that uh, you know the charges suck et, et cetera et cetera et cetera but let me go ahead and victim blame and say that Gonzaga's doing them no favors doing themselves no favors by not jump stopping Gonzaga it could help Gonzaga if they did X Y Z and 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 saw that Jalen Williams was there and tried to you know yeah Euro step around him and all this stuff and to that point I would say. They don't see him there because he's not there. He's not there. He jumps in. <laughs> They're going to jump yeah. to shoot the ball. And then the man They're sliding slides under. In the last and then they say, foul on you. Down. You got it. And I don't understand how every single person on earth is, can see this except for the referees. I've, and for that reason, I'm starting to worry, Tate. You take that into account. Yeah. You take into account the first two rounds, all the, the bad officiating that, that was going on. You take into account that Gonzaga and Arizona are out on the same day that Duke wins. And you start asking yourself, with Mickey Krzyzewski sitting in the crowd and getting a ton of shots of Mickey, and you start connecting the dots, and you're like, this is a Mickey Mouse tournament. Yeah. It might be. It's, it's feeling very You Mickey have to Mouse. ask the question. Yeah. It depends on what Carolina does. I, uh, I've just been thinking about the charge call, because you're right about, like, the refs like to make the call. It's a very strikeout move. And the flop is, you know, very, it's, it's not a fun call. So I think what they should do, they should have, these are the two options. So if it's a block, you throw up the X. Everyone likes to throw up the X. Shout out to Des Bryant. But if it's a flop, you get him to suck it. The suck it. The flop is a suck it. The block is an X. The block is an X. Yeah. So either way, it's more fun. Charges this. No, the charge. Yeah, charge charges. Charges the the charge. Charge you like you you dance around like this. (laughs) We gotta. Yeah, you gotta make it. You gotta make it so you don't want to call the charge, and then I think it changes. Charges. Uh. Uh. The the uh charges the the gritty or something yeah like you make these old men try to do the the gritty yeah and they're, they're like I don't want to no you have to Dougie because the old people Dougie. hated the Dougie, Dougie yeah. the Dougie was the one like Colin Coward I mean all these guys that that one took people and the Dougie's like the happiest dance it's like people smiling like having the most fun and people are like if he Dougie's a kid I swear to God no that's the you one. know what they should do Jim is the uh the your your East Coast boys that like to do the uh the the pepper grinder we'll call mm-hmm. it yep. What is that? The pepper yeah, grinder. Start the, dude, what? Yeah, show that. Sweeping to the, the nation. Show <laughs> that. To the hell the that is? What is that? That should be the charge call. What is and going then, on? And then they're they're not calling any charges if that's the honestly. Hit I was already losing faith in the future, and then we saw that in New York. I was like, oh my. The God. Uh, the. Putting, I don't even want to pay. I, I'm, I'm scared to even do it because yeah, don't do it. A lot of people watching. Give me a, gift. Out there. Be a gift in a heartbeat. <laughs> Gifting us up. Uh <laughs> so that's the left side of the bracket. Arkansas yeah. and Duke. I do think there's the silver lining, as I said. Arkansas is a good basketball team, Tate. They're a good basketball. Why don't you think they're a good basketball team? Really good team. They're better than Gonzaga. They proved it tonight. So if you want Duke out of this tournament, Arkansas playing Duke is actually better than Gonzaga playing Duke. I think 1994 is a good point by you. Arkansas, um, shout out to Arkansas too for for absolutely falling apart for a month from December to January. Mm -hmm. This is how you know Muss is a sandbagging son of a bitch. He is. He's a sandbagging. He always has Going all the way back to... This is what he does. He's a second half guy. (laughs) He's a sandbagging son of a bitch. And Muss, you know you are. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas, from like mid-December to mid-January, decided they were just going to simply stop playing basketball. They're like, we we do not care. Shut it down. Yeah. We we don't we don't want to win. Not our year. Not our year. <laughs> Not our year. And our now, year is twenty twenty two. As you see the way Eric Musselman's brain operates, uh, he did this because I believe in mid January, uh, sitting right over there, I was sitting in a chair and I said, I think I'm done with Arkansas. I said, mm. I think I was like, it's not their year. That's okay. That happens. It's still a good. They're still a good program. They just don't play anybody. They, they their non conference schedule was garbage this year. Um, they I was I, I was just like, it's okay. I'm not mad. 
I'm, I, it's fine. It's a great program. They'll be back. It's just not their year this year. And Eric Musselman was just sitting there, like, tending his fingers, just like, yes. Excellent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, keep going. Say more. More, more. Keep going. Yeah, a lot of people reach out to us to ask if we thought Vermont could make the Elite Eight, and I think they could have. I think Vermont could have made Vermont it. Vermont gave... <laughs> All jokes aside, Vermont, Vermont gave Arkansas gave the their best, best game. game. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. There's a lot of people that were upset about this, but I mean, Vermont obviously was a very tough basketball team, and I'm not going to say it, but I mean, they maybe could have made this upset, but shout out to Arkansas because they've had a tough draw and they've made the best of it. And and look, we love Musselman. Can we just say that? We were on the must bus back when he was at Nevada. So. We invented the must bus. I think we did. I, I defy anybody listening to find an instance of somebody saying the words must bus. Before 2017. Before you and I said it on our podcast when he was at at Nevada. Yeah, so go listen. I, I, go all the way back. I would love to be proven wrong, yeah. but I, I I believe you and I may have invented the must bus. There's going to be like a Coach K on his radio show in 2012 calling him the must bus. Uh, what else? Should we talk about Houston? Yeah, I was I was going to ask you this question. Most surprising back-to-back Elite Eight run. Obviously, Houston went to the Final Four, but Arkansas or Houston, most most surprising based on what we saw this I, year. It's Houston. It's definitely Houston. It's Houston. That's why I want to give it. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. It's definitely Houston. Shout out to them. Houston is off the bubble. I have Houston <laughs> off my bubble. I do. They picked up a yeah. quad one win. Um, they, they, they must play tapes of our show in the locker room. They must. I, I, I'll say this. I regret nothing. All the Jamal Houston fans. and Kyler Edwards are just listening dude, to our podcast. All the, uh, all the Houston fans telling me to, to suck it and eat crow and everything. I, yeah. I, I regret nothing. Uh, if you want to live in a participation trophy society, go for it. Be my guest. Have at it. I want to live in a world today where you earn things. Yeah. Uh, Houston, up until this point, wanted people to just like shower them with like you haven't earned shit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you anything until you earn it. I feel like you I'm watching it. The Jeff Foxworthy special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I played all the sports, all of them. Uh, they th- th- that was Yo, always right, my gripe. Though. That was yeah. always my gripe, and you can check the tapes on that. Uh, I did call Houston a fraud a million different times. I never at any point said like I hate Houston. Yeah, I may have don't. said some choice things about Kelvin Sampson because he sank the Indiana program, and and you know it's it's in my blood to kind of yeah. hold something it's in your heart. Blood. Yeah, so whatever. But uh, I I never cheer. I've never like cheered against Houston. I've never, never. you know whatever. I've just said you have to earn it. Yeah, they they they. Did, they've clearly earned it. They've, they've now they've earned it. Yeah, I would say definitively they have now earned it. You have my respect. You're off my bubble. And you're off my bubble. Your last four buys. Congratulations. Now beat Villanova and you'll actually. Have <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I will say this about Houston. Like they were very upset when they got the five seed. I mean, a lot of and shout out to the Houston fans. But like, what are you acting. supposed to do? You didn't. You you're, yeah. you played well, nobody. You lost to the good teams. You yeah, played. Like, what do you? What, they, you just want us to? Well, you're not Duke. Well, that's what they wanted. The, they, yeah. they wanted the respect of like we've I mean, been here before. On. We went to the Final Four last year, and a lot of people said, "Well, you're not going to go to the Final Four again this year." And just like that, Houston is back. So I want to give them their credit. Houston, here's my promise to you. Uh, you you. Play a tough non-conference schedule. Beat some good teams next year, and and no. and de- keep dodging. In December, I won't say you're a fraud. And if there's another team out there that's not playing anybody and racking up wins, I'll probably call them a fraud, Tate. But Houston at least beat because you know last year they go to the Final Four. They played nothing but double-digit seeds. It was a it was a Mickey Mouse run. It is what it is. Yeah. I I you know sometimes when you're the guy who calls it like he calls it like it is, they, people don't like to hear it. You know what so. Houston should do? They should just like find like a a team that they feel comfortable playing, like a UCLA. That's like a yeah. Jordan school. Good matchup. It's and, Arizona. And, yeah. Yeah. Arizona. Sure. Kelvin Sampson calls Tommy Lloyd. He's like, you want to run that back? Yeah. I like that. Find, <laughs> find that one power conference school that you can 
figure out some sort of way to get an alliance with and play those games. So, kind of what like uh, USC and Notre Dame do in football. Do that in basketball. Well, uh, Houston's going to the Big 12, Tate. So That's we true. have that. And, That's and right. when they start winning the Big 12. Kansas. off their back. Yeah, Kansas. Every single year. off their back. But, uh, but that, that was... I'll be honest, Houston. Houston's run to the Elite Eight is surprising. Houston beating Arizona in the way they did was not surprising. In fact, we we when, when we were watching the TCU game, that was our immediate reaction was like, "Oh my God, if Arizona they're lose can't handle Houston. TCU, yeah. they're sure as hell not going to be able to handle uh, Houston, who plays a similar style of basketball as TCU. They just do it better." Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I was not surprised that Houston jumped out to a big lead. Arizona made a game of it. I guess if you're an Arizona fan. Uh, you would you, the 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 uh, silver line the cope the coping that you would do yeah. is is Kirk Creason is not a hundred percent but maybe if he is a hundred percent he's taking more shots and missing more shots so I don't know if that's a great thing. Tubelis is the guy though. Tubelis just like suddenly I I I, I kind of lost it. I got to figure out. I got to do some Big J journalism to figure out what happened to Tubelis because he lost it, man. He lost. He, he was he was awesome all year and then like something happened down the stretch that I don't know what happened to him. Creason um, kind of lost his mind too in this game. Like he was like being, um, like I love, I love his heart, I love his passion, but like not being a hundred percent and also be on the court. But then when you get taken out of the game, when you have zero points and three fouls, you're like swinging a towel, and I don't know. It just felt like I think that's who Ari- he is. Though. Well, I mean, but I, but know. I think Arizona learned a lesson here. This is their, again, they were green. This is their first time kind of all being with this group in the tournament. I think, and I hope that they learned a lesson, and I hope that next year Tommy Lloyd can come back make the final four because Arizona fans, this has been a long time coming. They've been waiting to get over the hump. This felt like a team that could do that. I hope that next year they have a group that can do that. But when yeah. you lose Matherin, That's it's going to be tough to replace. Might so. lose Coloco. Yeah, maybe. I've seen that the NBA people love Coloco now, but maybe this game, I don't know. He probably has gone too. He's in the NBA? I don't know. But who knows? Creasa Kubelis could be the did guy. You know, did you know that uh, uh, apparently foreigners can't get name image likeness money? According to NCAA rules, what? I swear this is. Are the, you serious? Yeah, that's true. It's wrong. That really is. Like, of all the things that Jay Billis yells about, that's actually something that's really ridiculous. It's kind of messed up, right? Well, it was, the, I don't know if they changed the rule, but I, I remember this year hearing about that that, that the Arizona guys like all because they're they're basically all yeah Canadian yeah, or like, from Iceland yeah, or whatever. They're yeah. from all over the world. Um, that those dudes can't get any members like this money. Which does not compute to me, but it doesn't I, make any sense. Yeah, it's it's even like during the pandemic, there was one time I was talking to one of my cousins who was in school. He's like, "Yeah, some of the kids that were international, we got kicked off campus, and they were like, I have nowhere to go." You know, there's like some of these things that you're thinking about. It's like, does anyone has anyone had like a second check here? You know what I mean? It's one thing to make the rule, but it's another thing to be like, does this practically? Although it's probably like a U.S. government deal, like green card situation yeah. at play here, and yeah. everyone's just gonna blame Mark Emmert still. Well, let's blame. <laughs> I mean, if there's a chance, can you do like how? Agree with that? Be the, the U.S. government just starts blaming, but like you, you it's like the NCAA yeah, is like terrible. Congress, like yeah, yeah, they're like it's not us. I mean, they kind of did with the FBI stuff. They're like, bring them in here. <laughs> Let's talk about how corrupt they are. <laughs> this is a Spider-Man meme. Every problem that the, why are the gas prices high? And Congress is like, Mark Emmert, <laughs> yeah, ask him. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Emmert. Uh, the final game that Villanova. we have not talked about is yeah. Villanova beating Michigan, which I, is honestly, I mean, my thoughts on this are the exact thoughts I had on uh, Villanova beating Ohio State. Ho hum! This is I, I, I. It, Villanova is is a machine. Villanova playing Houston is going to be one hell of a basketball game tape because there are not two teams in this tournament. Uh, I don't care who you want to point to that's left. I, I will fight you on this. 
there are not two teams in this tournament with more defined cultures than Houston and Villanova, and they're going to play each other. And both of these teams, uh, they don't play the same. They're not, I wouldn't say they're similar, but they, 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 they have that in common, that they, they both, uh, every single person that's going to see the floor in this game knows exactly what his coach wants I was going to say, that you're right. And yeah, uh, in that regard, if you love college basketball, that's that's a that's a game you circle. My father will love that game. Yeah, he will he will go nuts for that game. He will watch Duke and Arkansas, and he will complain about how Mark Williams has his shirt untucked too much. But he will watch Houston and Villanova and say, "I like that." Coach Titus will like be that. right yet again. Um, yes, yeah, Samson <laughs> versus Jay Wright. I mean, the coach. I mean, coaches in college are usually kind of the the main draw. You know, when you come to a lot of these games, and Kelvin Sampson, as John Rostein will remind you. If you were going to start a program, why would you not start it with Kelvin Sampson? He's the number one guy. What could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? Jay Wright is also the number one coach in college basketball. If you ask, you know, most people. So those two guys. Starting, yeah, if you're starting, if you're starting a different program, you would start. Yeah, you would Jay start Wright. with Jay. But Wright. if you're starting like a yeah a program, brand new program, a program. If you're starting this kind of program, how many programs can get started yet? Whatever coach just won, John Rostein says you would start your program. You'd with start them. with them. Yeah, we don't know, but I love that coaching matchup because I think Sampson and Jay Wright are both amazing. So they're going to have. Uh, that'll be a chess match for sure. The guy for Villanova that has been awesome in this tournament is Samuels, who is averaging Jermaine eighteen and Samuels. eight. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, if if he continues to play like he is, I I really watching Villanova just pick apart Michigan, uh, which I don't I don't say to suggest it was a blow up, but I mean pick apart in that like at no point am I watching this after Villanova kind of builds a little bit of a lead. Do I think to myself, like, you know, we might have a game here. Michigan's yeah. chipping away at this. Even, were, even as Michigan got it down to like four at one point or whatever, I was like, I don't know. Villanova doesn't make mistakes. They, they hit free throws. They did Colin Gillespie. They're not going to rock panic. solid. They're not going to panic. It's going to be like Villanova. I'm panicking about Villanova when they're down seven with a minute left. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, all right, this might have, they might actually lose. Uh, and, and as I'm watching them, Due to Michigan, what they did to Ohio State and what they did to Delaware, I started and what they did throughout the Big East tournament state, Tate, I started wondering, should Villanova maybe be the favorite in the rest in this tournament? <clears throat> I, like for I, those reasons. Yeah. I mean, of the four teams that are remaining I mean, Or the winner of Houston Villanova, maybe. Yeah. I mean, of the four teams remaining that have made it punch their ticket to the Elite Eight, I would say Villanova is the favorite of the four. I, the or I guess I, the one I believe the most uh that yeah. you believe in the most, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Duke's probably the favorite, but I would think Villanova's a team, like you said. I mean, they're not going to blow a lead. They're not going to throw a game away. And I saw it at the Big East tournament, and I said to you, I mean, I watched these guys, like, <laughs> practice and g- get off the bus, and I could tell you they expect to go to the Final Four. The, the, the get-off-the-bus test. This is, The get-off-the-bus test was, like, I, I, I still feel it because of the, like, the... Because I remember watching... Tyler Hansbrough, so like I would see the psycho look on his face, and I'm like, "There's no one like that." Colin Gillespie had the same vibes, and I'm telling you, it was the same moment click in my brain where I was like, "That guy's going to the final." Tate gave Colin Gillespie a head nod, and Colin Gillespie did not head nod back. And Tate, that's when Tate knew that Colin Gillespie is. It it was more just like the look in his eyes, man. Like it's like it's it's like one degree before deranged. You know what I mean? And it's like you love it. You loved it. Like if I was his coach. And they were like, hey, how do you feel about Colin tonight? And I look over. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be all right. You know, he has that kind of assurance in his belief. Do you think Colin, do you think Colin Gillespie's a good hang? No, off the court. I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I don't like to judge people, but like from what no, I saw, I do, but let's judge him let's from judge, what based I saw on, based on how when I saw that mentality. Tyler Hansrow is a good hang. I figured that out. So I would say he's a good. hang. All right. All right. Later, later on in life. Maybe not right now. 
I do. Th- I I am slowly talking myself in the winner of Houston Villanova should win the title. The should be the favorite to win the title. I like. Yeah, that. I do. Th- I because uh, like I said, I, the, Houston, the thing with Houston too, man, is that everyone wants to talk about their defense because they 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 do they do play great defense. But it, th- in talking about how they play defense and the culture that Houston basketball has, it it makes it feel like we're talking about a team that that is just trying to turn every game into a rock fight. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's not very good. And, yeah, yeah, not yeah. very talented. Like they it, are like a, very talented. Like like the way the way Houston gets talked about is is that it's a Mick Cronin Cincinnati team. Yes. Um, and and the 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 tough shots that Kyler Edwards dude hit like three. How many threes did he hit tonight? I don't even know, but the, I, I saw two of them where he just kind of sized the guy defender up, just rose up and splashed in your yeah. face. And I was like, that doesn't happen on Mick Cronin unless it, unless it was Sean Kilpatrick. That didn't, that never happened for the Mick Cronin Cincinnati type teams. Yeah. Um, so it's the Houston offense is like kind of underrated. Am I the imagine, biggest, am I the biggest Houston fan? <laughs> well, I was gonna say this. I mean, imagine if Marcus Sasser was on this team. I mean, it, like what they Draymond have. Mark too, dude. They yeah. lost their two that's, their two best players. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. and last year they have Quentin Grimes. Some people want to call them frauds, dude. It's disgusting. It makes zero sense. But it I, shows I, you how many busters are out there talking about college basketball. If you're Houston, you feel really good as a program about where you are right now, and that, that's exciting. Yeah, especially with Elijah Wan in the building. I mean, that's always good. You know who else would feel really good is the Duke Blue Devils. Who, <laughs> uh, saw the top two teams in this tournament fall on the same yeah, night that yeah. they beat the, the the biggest threat that a lot of people thought would would uh, knock them out of the tournament. Eight. So, final thoughts as we wrap up this show. Uh, thoughts on tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, should we talk about that quickly? I mean, yeah. what's the what's your uh, what game are you circling tomorrow that you're excited to watch? Well, because I mean, I think there's two there's two t- games that probably get the casual fan locked in, but yeah. then. I think the other two games will be sneaky good. I think Purdue St. Peter's might be a better game than people think. Nobody's going to watch Iowa State Miami. No, no but that, and that's the game days. after Carolina UCLA, by the or I guess it's staggered, so yeah. it'll be the last game. But it'll, it's going to be a good game. But yeah. no, no one's going to want to watch it. I agree because they're, they're going to watch all these other three. Uh I would say Carolina UCLA's got to obviously be the the biggest game of the night, right? That's the one. Yeah, but I think the media is going to pump. I mean, Kansas Providence is like Ed Cooley's beloved. Ed Cooley and Bill yeah, Self. Yeah, are fun. That, that might be like quote-unquote, like, it's, number one game of yeah. the night. But I think UNC-UCLA will be fascinating. U- UNC-UCLA is fascinating because uh, both of those teams are uh, obviously Blue Bloods, but both of those teams um, have had up-and-down seasons and now find themselves in a position where, like, we, we are we are not only going to win this game, but we have, like, the more talented team. Even Carolina, who's yeah. an eight seed and has not had a great season all told throughout the course of the season. Uh, all of Carolina's guys are like, we're more talented than UCLA. So yeah, a lot of times, a lot of times you're trying to, when you're trying to pull the upset, you're like, we're not as talented, but we're going to win this way by being smarter, or, you know, taking care of the ball, whatever it is. Carolina's like, we have better. If this is if this is a game of uh, X's and O's versus Jimmy's, Joe, we, we have the better Joes. Yeah. We're going to go out and. That is Charles Barkley. I think he <laughs> so, did, but I think you're Charles right. Barkley. I mean, I, uh, I think that Mick Cronin is the secret of this game because I think Mick Cronin is the better head coach, and that's no nothing to say about Hubert Davis, but it's just that Mick Cronin has been in these situations. He understands the matchups that he wants to get Carolina in. He knows how to play against a Carolina team, and I think the best thing that could happen for this Carolina team is that they just play free. Yeah. And uh, like you said, it's just like, hey, if we hit shots today and we're the more talented team, then great. But, I mean, we joked about the happy to be here. Brady Manick literally said in his press conference, I'm happy to be here. I've never made it this far. So, I think there's a little bit of that's going to happen with this Carolina team, especially if they get down early to UCLA. Uh, the St. Peter's-Purdue game is going to be fun, too, because... Uh, St. Peter's runs offense. 
Yeah. And, and they guess play what, defense. And guess what they play? They play a zone, yeah. which is I, I, can I just shout out Jim Beheim because Jim Beheim, I appreciate the fact that Jim Beheim makes the ACC learn how to play against a 2-3 zone, you know what I mean? It's like he teaches the whole league how to do it. So, when you get to the tournament and St. Peter's runs a zone, I mean, Kentucky's like we haven't seen a basic 2-3 zone in We've some time. Seen, yeah. How do we beat this? You know yeah. what I mean? So, shout out to Jim Beheim for making that. Well, play. I mean Texas Tech tonight. Yeah. He throws a zone out there. Yeah. Texas Tech's like what Stole the hell is this? Yeah. What the hell is this? Uh I'm interested to see will Jay Nivey opt out because there are rumors swirling that Jay Nivey might not even play in this game. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. yeah, but there's uh, a Purdue yeah. fan watching that just had no, a the, like, what you is had me going. On? I was like, are you serious? I was like, what world do we live in these days? That, that I mean, I, it would be hilarious if he was like, I'm sitting out this game and saving myself for the next round. If Paolo Bencaro <laughs> that would be a Paolo wants man. to be a legend. Yeah. If he wants to go down in the annals of college basketball, remembered history, forever, remembered forever, literally forever, have statues on multiple campuses across this country, he will opt out before the Arkansas game. Fact. He said, I did enough against Texas Tech Facts. to show I've that I am the to, guy. I've talked to my family and those close to me, and they have advised me that in my best interest, I should pull out of this Duke uh, Arkansas game. And if he, if he doesn't, I don't want to say he's a coward. So I'm not going to say he's a coward. No, I, I'm, I, not going I'm going to say that. he's just not putting himself first. And and I care about the kids. That's what it is. I think that That's these kids is. should be able to maximize their profitability. I, I, and, I actually do agree the time with that. is now. I think when you look at what happened with Zion with the shoe blowing out, and now he's in a position yeah. like where it's it, there's a lot of question marks about kids. And a lot of people are saying, like, if you opt out, will you still be a first-round pick? Well, Jalen Johnson did it last year, and he was a first-round pick. So I, I think you have and He's killing it in the yeah, league, right? He's, he, honestly, he's averaging 20 points a game in, in the G League. But, but you know. <laughs> He's doing great. He's doing great. There you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we will be watching Carolina and UCLA. I, I, For the record, for all of you betters at yeah. home, uh, for those who are, who are into this sort of thing, I will be sitting in this chair. He's trying to will be sitting in this chair but at, during the North Carolina game. So take that into account. as We watched uh, the Marquette the game together. A lot of people don't remember that. Did we? Yeah. A lot of people forget. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. See you guys tomorrow.